Can you hear me? If you can hear me, make a comment. Type a comment right now. Love Assembly. Let me know if you can hear me. Love Assembly. Type something in the comment. Great, thank you. So good. Every breath that I am. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Such an awesome time to be alive. I'm trying to pin the title of the message. is faithful because if we think deeply about our lives 
God has been faithful. He is faithful. In spite of everything, He's good. He's good. All my life, you have been faithful. Sing it to Him one more time. All my life, you have been so, so good. Be breath. Hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Goodness, oh God. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Led me through the fire and darkest night. Doesn't matter how dark your night is right now. He's close by. Lord, you're close by. We've known you as father. We've known you as friend. That's something to aspire to. To be a friend of God. All my life you have been faithful. Sing with me. Sing with me. Confess it. Lord, you have been faithful. Friends, you might be in the fire right now, but declare that he is faithful. Hallelujah. Oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. Oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. Take a moment to declare your love for him. Take a moment to adore him, to exalt him, to magnify him. Lord, you are good. All my life you have been faithful. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, King of kings and Lord of lords. Abba, Father, we come before you. Lord, I declare you are my Alpha, my Omega, my beginning and my end. You are my everything, Lord. You are my all in all. You are my dependency. You are my rock. You are my shield. You are my hiding place, Lord God. You are the cleft of the rock. Ah, Father, I acknowledge you, God. Acknowledge him, friends, right where you are, Speak and declare who he is to you. Lord, you're my friend. You're my hiding place. Lord, you are my succor. You are my comforter. Oh, yes, Holy Spirit, you are our comforter. Have your way. Bring words of comfort, of strength, of, of, of encouragement. I yield myself today to re release the word for now, the prophetic word that someone might be healed, that someone might be transformed. Lord, I am not my own. I belong to you, oh God. Use these frail lips of clay, Lord, to do mighty, mightily in our hearts and in our midst today in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I, I magnify you, Lord, and I do not take your grace for granted. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of life. To be among those who are alive today, we are grateful. Accept our worship and our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Friends, hallelujah. Once again, I welcome you. I welcome you. This is the platform of Love Assembly, and I'll be sharing just, you know, a little bit in the next few minutes. Um, how has your week been? 
you probably have had a great week an awesome week and if it's not been so great don't worry this week will be better in jesus name it will be better declare that the path of the just is like a shining light and it shines brighter and brighter onto the perfect day hallelujah so your path shines brighter it doesn't matter what darkness you know is trying to pull you down or cloud your light or trying to dampen your spirit um in the past week march on majestically into a brand new week and it is well with you in jesus name amen um so the topic i'm it's just been heavy on my heart to share this and it looks like a strange topic but i'm going to jump um right into it um i want to sweet turn off comments for now good i'm going to jump right into what i call and i've titled this understanding the betrayer's kiss understanding the betrayer's kiss i have pinned that title right there <laughs> i know it looks weird but i'll be i'm going to obey god i'm going to follow my heart you know especially since i woke up with a very heavy burden today even and i really really can't still pin my pinpoint why i have this heavy burden but i've prayed and i know there are people praying for me as well it might have to do with this message. It might have to do with someone somewhere suffering or something going on. But I know that in this, in this moment and in these few minutes, I put on my prophetic mantle and I'm just going to um, do as the Lord leads me. Genesis 27 verse 26. Genesis 27 verse 26. Then his father Isaac said to him, Come near now and kiss me, my son. Then his father Isaac said to him, Come near now and kiss me, my son. And this was I, um, Isaac speaking to Jacob, though he thought he was speaking to um, Esau. We know the background of the story. If you don't go back and read it, the whole of Genesis chapter 27. And um, it basically talks about um, twin boys, twin guys, Isaac, um, Esau and Jacob. Jacob means supplanter. Jacob was the one who was trying to outdo his brother Esau. Esau came first, but Jacob held him by the heels. Um, their mother, um, Rebecca, had received a prophetic word when she had a very difficult marriage. I don't want to spend time going into that background because we should be familiar with the story. And um, she prayed and she wondered why her pregnancy was so difficult, was so uncomfortable. And it was told her that two nations were in her womb. That tells me that two great people, two great children, two great sons or daughters. But it was said that two nations. That tells me quickly that children are nations. And you and I, we are children. Not only children of God, but we were born by our parents. We were born by someone. So God sees us as nations. Okay, so it depends on what you represent, what nation do you represent. And we're not talking about a natural or physical a geographic nation right now nation sometimes mean a, a, um, a collective people um, an industry 
and you know and all of that who you are sent to so it was told her that two nations were in her womb and these were great nations okay two nations and so they both represented greatness all right and yes it said one will serve the other and all of that but the prophetic word that they were two great nations but jacob couldn't wait for his own time you know he was always always trying to outdo his older brother esau who came out first and even up into their adulthood um, um i pray that things that should not grow or escape with us into adulthood would fall away from us honestly that will not grow up and grow into adulthood and into old age you know whatever your age is whether you're in your 20s 30s 40s or 50s like me or 70s that some things that should not be should fall away from us you know but this guy i mean we know of the time where um yes esau was hungry was um um famished and jacob had pottage or what did he have he had some food and um, um jacob made an agreement with him you see because he was always the smart one in court he was the supplanter he was the one trying to always get ahead of himself and he said, no, I won't share with you except you give me your birthright. How can you ask for someone's birthright? You are both great nations. You are both great nations. Okay, but you want his position. You've always wanted his position. You're twins, yes, but he came out before you. And so that was weird. I think Esau was taken off guard. I'm not defending Esau. And he shouldn't have sold his birthright. But what are the things we do when we are most desperate? What are the things that we do that we later regret? He gave away his birthright on for a cheap bowl of 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 pottage, eh? Asaro, if you are from Nigeria, you know what? You know, for what? So you might want to blame Jacob. But why would he ask for so, so, such an awesome thing? Why did he ask for something else, something material? Why did he ask for something spiritual? Why did he ask for something that this was literally his life, taking advantage of the hunger? um that his brother had at that time you know you can be so hungry that you feel like you are dying but you will not die you know <laughs> honestly but he was so hungry and he could not withhold gratification he should have battled it out with jacob and said no 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 i can't give you that ask for something else you know so he gave in easily and he had forgotten that he spoke with his mouth and he said yes it is given to you i have given it to you he thought it was a trivial thing so fast forward to this particular day rebecca of course loved um jacob more than esau and this is the danger we have and this is not i'm not even going into parenting right now but i'm just going to stop right there and just say this is the danger that we go through when um we we take sides with our children uh, the father loves one the mother loves the other one but that's for another day. And Rebecca always had this soft, softer affection or soft spot for Jacob. Esau was a hunter. Jacob was more of a farmer, right? So he had produce, he had food crops that could, you know, he could make up some yam or whatever, you know, at short notice. But this one was a hunter. Esau was a hunter. And she heard um, Esau, uh, Isaac, their father, saying, ah, I need venison, you know, I need meat right now. Oh, I wish I could. And Esau had gone out to hunt and Esau would come back with cooked meat, grilled ram, whatever, you know, for his father, for the family. But no, Madam Rebecca, what a mother she was. And they are not, we're not even preaching about Rebecca today. That's for another day. She has a good side. She has a weak side. And we all have our weak spots. 
But I pray that our weaknesses will not so be so bad that, would, that it would cost us our destiny, you know, or cost us unnecessary hardship that could go on for years and years and years. And so Rebecca did not mind her business. She quickly went to tell Jacob, look, your father wants meat, blah, 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 and all that. And she had some meat in the house. She quickly made some food, some venison, you know, some lamb, goat meat, pepper soup, you know, and all of that. Made it and gave it to Esau to go and present to his father. How can you, a mother and a son, conniving, in cunningness, in cheating, you know? But time will fail me to go into the details of that. So that was set. And not only that, to show that this bad, this Jacob intended to really take the bathright and intended to, to, to you know, just um, cheat on his, his brother Esau. He took the food. He put on, um, Esau was a hairy man. It was, I think Esau even means hairy, you know, or something like that, hairy or Henry. He put on, he went to look for animal skin or something and put it on himself because he knew that his father would, kind of detect and know all right he was by this time isaac was going blind already so he couldn't see um but you know he could smell them he could you would know your sons i mean after how many years you would know them you would and so in genesis 27 if you read the preceding verses um esau was oh come near to me is that is that my firstborn son is that esau and jacob said yes i am he <laughs> you know so isaac their father had doubts. He had doubts because the voice was the voice of Jacob. And then he touched, he said, come near to me. He touched him. He felt him. He felt the hairy body. So he felt that that was Esau, right? So it was the hair, it was the body of Esau, but it was the voice of Jacob. How confusing that could be for their, for their father. But, you know, Jacob, you know, insisted, no, it's my father, you know, and all of that. The man could smell the meat and all of that. And he said, okay, come near my son and kiss me. And what did Jacob do? He went and kissed him and gave him the food. And the man ate. If you read the verses after that, he ate and he blessed him. He blessed him. So much, I don't need to read out the blessings. Just read verse 27 and 28 further down. He blessed him from his inside. You know, that blessing of someone that is maybe is about to die. He probably think, thought, okay, I may not have many more um, days or whatever. He, he gave him all the blessing that he had in his heart. You know, he said, you, you know, you, you will be great. Your, your brethren will serve you. You know, he prophesied, declared things over him. But note, he was not seeing well. May our eyes not go dim. May our eyes not go dim. Because his physical eyes were dim, but his spiritual eyes too were dead because he should have picked it in his spirit that there is something wrong here. He should have paused. He should have paid attention to the red flags. But again, he had confirmation by touching the body. It was hairy. So he said, oh, this is Esau. But it is mine. This is the voice of Jacob. <laughs> but anyway, he released the blessing and Jacob left. Satisfied that he had gotten his brother's birthright, he had collected the blessing that was due to his brother. Um, I wonder why he couldn't, Jacob couldn't reserve blessings for both of them. But anyway, in comes Jacob, and Jacob, uh, in comes Esau, and Esau says, this is 
game. This is food. This is ram. This is meat. I went hunting and I have cooked for you. And his father said, what? Who are you? That is it. He said, who are you? Can you imagine? He almost have thought that ah, this man's eyes. I know he can't see now, but he should know. Is this Alzheimer's disease or what is this that is setting in? You know, he must have thought, I am your firstborn son. But who are you? He said, who are you? Because I thought you just left my presence just now. I thought I just ate your food. <laughs> Declare who you are. And he said, I am Esau, your firstborn son. The hunter. I have brought food for you. I have brought game, ram, meat, like I would do, you know, and all of that. You said you wanted it. Here it is. And Esau said, I have blessed your brother. And there's no way I can reverse it. Because that is when it dawned on Isaac that he himself fell for. He himself was betrayed. He was betrayed by the kiss. He said, come near now, my son, and kiss me. And he kissed him. I don't know if you've been kissed by a betrayer. I don't know who has tried to cheat you out of your position, out of your place at work, out of your promotion, out of your whatever it is that you've gone through and that you're going through. Maybe you're from a polygamous family. And they've done you bad. Maybe your co-workers at work have framed you up and lied on you. Like Joseph. Let me not even go into Joseph's story. We, are, we need to understand the kiss of the betrayer. Joseph kissed Isaac. But he was not the one. He was not supposed to. And Esau lived with that pain for years. And so, of course, we know the rest of the story. You can go back and read the rest of it if you are not familiar with it. The rest of the story was <laughs> Rebecca, their mom, was within earshot. And she heard Esau's declaration. Esau said, what? I'm going to kill this guy. I'm going to kill this guy. <laughs> she, of course, she didn't want her sons dead. <laughs> she knew that they probably end up killing themselves. Said, I'm going to keep, how could he? How could he? And he had to beg their father, Isaac, don't you have any blessing left for me? Isaac said, no. Can you imagine? In fact, that is something to explore for another day. How can you not have any more blessing? He knew that if you said anything to Isaac, it would be empty words. Because the real heartfelt prayer, he had released it on Jacob. He had released it. You know, thinking it was Esau. And so he said, I don't have. He was honest. He said, I don't have any other blessing. If I see anything, it will just be, I'm paraphrasing this. I think it will just be mere words just to say, oh, you're blessed. And I've released all the blessing. In fact, I have said that you will serve him. Wow. If you are Esau, what will you do? He said, so he said this, if I catch this guy, he's dead. I'm going after him. How can he? So he begged his father for blessing. And his father said that when you are tired of him, you know, you will throw his yoke off your neck. Which means that there will still be years of hardship in Esau's life until he's able to really, really get a handle of Jacob. That was the only blessing he got. He said, because I've already blessed Jacob. I've already said that you and all the other brethren will serve him. 
Wow. And so he went looking. Um, um, he was fuming. He was angry. Rebecca, their mother, when he heard that, what did she do? She quickly went to look for Jacob and said, you know what? Pack your load now. Pack your luggage now. Flee and go to my brother's house. Go to my brother's, you know, in another city entirely. Laban. Go to Laban. Laban was her brother. Laban was an equally very cunning man. You wonder what was going on in that family. Okay, it's okay. Your family may be, I mean, you may have seen some dysfunction and all that. This would let us know that you are not alone. Okay, go to my brother, you know, um, 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 Laban, you know, so that from there you can marry, you can pick a wife, you can, you know, and all of that and all of that. And that was how he packaged him out of the way so that Esau would not come. Just go away so that Esau's uh, fury will, will, so that Esau will calm down. When it's calmed down, then you can return. But of course, there was no returning because Esau was not going to calm down. This was his destiny that was stolen. And if we will unpack that, which I do not have time to even begin to do right now, maybe another day, it will really be a, unpack that. So I may say it was Esau's fault. He gave away his birthright and he was not serious about it. He said, he said, oh, you can have my birthright and took the food. And so we ask for forgiveness, first of all, and we ask that there be no shame and that the Lord forgive us for things we have let slip by, things we have given away that we should not have given away in our desperation. When times we have compromised, and the Lord says that do not be, uh, feel ashamed, do not um, be unforgiving towards yourself anymore, you know, confess that sin, and I'm faithful and just to forgive you. And I will make the right, the wrongs right. And I will reroute your, your life uh, for you are mine, says the Lord. So the Lord is encouraging right there. There's someone here who feels that loss. Like, wow, I know I can just remember rightly right now when I said give away certain things that had to do with destiny. Oh, no, you know, it doesn't matter. It may have been maybe you gave away your virginity, female, male, um, you know, and you regret it today. The Lord says he's forgiven you and all is not lost. He's turning your life around. He's not, he was, God was not caught unawares. Hallelujah. You see? So it's all good. And so don't wallow in that and think it's over for you. It's not over for you. We all make mistakes. The moment we acknowledge our mistakes and we're sorry for it. We ask for the help of God. And he's not a wicked God. He's a good God and he's a God of love. He's always ready to turn things around for us, especially when we acknowledge, you know, and we invite his help and say, Lord, I cannot turn this around on my own. I need your help. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And so that case was an expensive one. <laughs> from a betrayer, from a cheat. And if we look very, very um, quickly into Jesus' story as well, just a portion of his story, his arrest at Geth Gethsemane. And we can find that in Matthew um, 26. And I'll just read, let's just verse 47. No, verse 48. Verse 48. But I'll back up a bit to 47. Matthew 26. Verse 47 and 48. It says, And while he was still speaking, behold, Judas, one of the twelve, 
with a great multitude with swords and clubs came from the chief priests and elders of the people came from the chief priests and elders of the people now his betrayer had given them a sign saying whoever i kiss he is the one seize him verse 49 immediately he went up to jesus and said greetings rabbi and he kissed him rabbi means teacher mentor greetings rabbi and he kissed him we all know judas judas was one of the 12. judas was one of the 12 disciples of jesus but he decided to be a judas <laughs> like we say now when we want to um label someone as being you know disloyal or cheating or you know we say ah that word is a judas that's not the behavior of judas judas actually means praise he means judah he means praise right so he was a betrayer in the camp and jesus knew because jesus knew jesus was god he was the son of god he was prophetic he knew what was to come he knew and uh, remember the time when they were having the last supper and he said to him he was having supper with his disciples and he said whatever you you have to do go and do quickly <laughs> he looked at judas and you know, you know, he said, one of you is going to betray me. And even Peter said, is it me? You know, and all of that. Judas still got up and went to sell him for 20 pieces of silver. Okay? And Jesus knew and Jesus left him. Jesus didn't stop him. Jesus could have removed him from one of his disciples. Uh, but there'll be stories, there'll be questions. Uh, why are there all of us? He had to let him fulfill the purpose he wanted to fulfill. He wanted to fulfill. He wanted to yield. He yielded himself. He decided to be the betrayer. Jesus could have been captured by some other means. The soldiers would still have found him. Because it was written that, yes, he will have to be, um, he will have to lay his life down. He will have to lay his life down. He will have to die. Okay? A shameful death. He will have to sacrifice his life. So if the time came and they didn't capture him, because someone would say, okay, would Jesus have gone to the cross if Judas did not betray him? He still would have some other way. Maybe eventually he would have said, okay, come get me. I'm ready now because my father says it's time, you know. Or they would have found him somehow. But um, Judas had to be the betrayer with a kiss, with a kiss. So understanding the betrayer's kiss, because I don't know who this message is. Well, I couldn't get away from this message when I was thinking I should preach something else. I couldn't get away from it. And I just said, you know what? Yeah, I'm just going to, I'm just going to release it. I said, greetings, Rabbi. Who are the people hanging around you? Who is that person hanging around you? Calling you friend, calling you Rabbi, calling you mentor, calling you brother, sister, calling you whatever, my person, person. With their lips they speak, but their hearts are far from you. In this season, you will have discernment. Not only that, you will be healed even when you have, when they have been uncovered. When they have been uncovered, you will be healed in Jesus' name. Say amen. Someone is going through that. Someone is not going through that and is thinking, what kind of a message is this? Save it for the day you will need it. <laughs> Save it when you remember. Say, I need this message for comfort. What was it we were supposed what was the perspective we were supposed to have then? All right? And then you then it will make sense to you. But for now, I know this is for somebody. Greetings, they greet you. But in their heart, something else is going on. He thought Jesus didn't know 
So he went up to him and kissed him. Beware of the kisses of men. Beware. Beware. I don't even want to continue and begin to unpack that. I would, you know, really just want to go into the perspectives of all of this. How do we understand? Because I said the title is Understanding the Betrayer's Kiss. So it's that understanding. That is where we, we're going. That is where the deliverance is. But I'll quickly read verse 50 of Matthew 26, 50. Verse 50 says, But Jesus said to, said to him, Friend, why have you come? <laughs> and then the king laid hands on Jesus and took him away. Of course, Judas has no, had no time to answer. Even if he had time to answer, what will he say? He kissed him and left, you know, we'll go and face whatever is shame or whatever. We know the rest of the story, how he eventually couldn't, he didn't ask for forgiveness, so he hung himself. He couldn't live with it, so eventually hung himself. The money he collected, he could not enjoy it, you know. If he was close to God, he would have asked for forgiveness and he would have been forgiven. And he himself would have lived to still continue to spread the gospel of Jesus like Peter and all of them did. He would have been in the upper room. He would even have used himself as an example. Don't be like me. I was a betrayer. I betrayed this man. But you know what? I want to tell you today that he's the, he's the son of God. Give your life to him. He lived. I walked closely with him. I betrayed him. And I asked for forgiveness. And he forgave me. So I'm here as a witness. Can you imagine how amazing that would have been if Jesus, Judas had a chapter in the Bible and where he also preached and witnessed, right? And on, after all, there was Saul who became Paul too, who was persecuting the Christians and, you know, and he was still used mightily, right? But he couldn't live with that shame and he went and committed suicide. So if there's anybody here, I don't know what you have done. You may be the betrayer in someone's life and you cannot live with it and you cannot forgive yourself. I want to stop this very moment to let you know that you need to forgive yourself. Because we're not here to bash the betrayer. As I will go into a few points before we close, uh, that understanding, that perspective part. So if you are the betrayer, or you have been the betrayer in anybody's life, please forgive yourself. Don't go and commit suicide. Don't go into depression. Don't punish yourself for it. Because there is no point. The deed is done and God is a forgiving God. He is a God of love. This is the God that we pray. Jesus Christ forgave. On the cross, Jesus forgave the two thieves that were beside him. They, they said, please, you know, we, we are sinners. You, you, you shouldn't even be on this cross. Please, can we be in paradise with you? They believed in him that he was the son of God. And they, she said, your sins are pardoned. And tonight you'll be in paradise with me. You know, they had that effrontery as they were dying on the cross to ask for forgiveness from him and acknowledge that he is the son of God. So acknowledge Jesus and let him forgive you and move with a clean slate. Move on with a clean slate, okay? Even if you have to suffer the consequences, even if you're caught and yes, you have to go to jail and serve term or whatever, you will go with a clean heart knowing that God has forgiven you. That is if you are the betrayer. If you've betrayed anyone or that's your habit, cheating on people, um, um, taking people's money, or you've taken anyone's money before, or you've taken anyone's or, or anyone's um, credit or glory. Well, the, God's glory, sharing God's glory, even yes, or taking something that belongs to somebody. Um, sometimes it's relationships. Some people go behind 
and they try to talk bad about someone who is close to someone and you spoil that relationship and you know you have been that person you have been that person you have taken someone someone who's been maybe someone is close to someone you know has a, this allegiance to this mentor or whoever but you go in there and bring that person into your corner and totally take that person away from that other person because that person believed your false story forgive yourself for that is huge though it is huge but it's not the end of the world it is not the end of the world so for me i just kept hearing the word kiss and betrayal kiss so i had to just research it a little bit i'm sure there are more uh things that have to do with betrayals and kisses but in those two stories um i wondered why because kiss when you kiss someone it shows a intimacy it shows proximity not anybody can just come and kiss me and peck me on the cheek or no there has to be some intimacy in it close friends parents you know siblings children not to talk about spouse i mean of course but we're talking about in a friendship situation in the you know even in the bible it was said um in those days when they fellowship they say greet one another with a holy kiss you know that shows intimacy that shows endearment you know a kiss on the cheek a kiss on the forehead does not mean sexual it doesn't mean sensual it just means intimacy it was isaac that asked for he said come my son and kiss me he wanted that closeness he wanted to feel him close by and so this is what Judas said to those people that the one I kiss, that is him. Because they found it difficult to identify him. That's a story for another day. It means that Jesus dressed like his disciples. All 13 of them, they wore whatever. So it was difficult to, to be able to tell them apart. And these people, they didn't want to arrest. They didn't want to pick out the wrong person and go and kill the wrong person. He said it's difficult to know your, your master. All of you, you, all, you know, the way you move around, he doesn't have a special dressing or whatever a special seat where we know that okay that's him you all look the same and that attests to jesus humility that's a message right there for someone for another day that attests to his humility he didn't have to stand out per se like that you know most times it was when he began to open his mouth to speak and teach in parables they would know that ah you are the master you know you are the rabbi you are the one full of wisdom ah you must be the son of god but just looking at them moving together it was difficult and so he said, this is the sign. The one I go and kiss. Wow. Wow. You didn't even kiss him and leave him. You had the F on to even say, ah, 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 hello, uh, greetings, Rabbi. You had that F on Sad. But it's a good day because how do we, on the messages, understanding the betrayer's kiss. What is there to understand? Someone is angry right now. You're still filming. Maybe you're like an Esau or whatever. Someone has done you bad and you're still filming. You know, you believe someone collected your boyfriend or your fiancé. That guy you are supposed to marry, let me tell you. If he went with that lady, then he's not for you. Then that was not your perfect blessing. Okay? That was not your perfect blessing. So, first of all, the understanding I want us to have is don't wait for the world's validation. Don't wait for the world's validation. 
Esau, Jacob wanted it so desperately, and that's why he fell. He wanted it so desperately, he fell into that trap of being a betrayer. He wanted his father's validation. He wanted to be the firstborn. He wanted that place. He was not content with his secondborn position. And yet they were both great nations. They were both going to be great in their own, in their own right. When we keep seeking the world's validation, we'll fall into the trap of betrayal. We fall into the trap of being the betrayer, not the betrayed. Yes. So what do we do about betrayers? What is there to understand? First of all, I'd, I'd like to say nothing. Nothing. You're like, seriously? <laughs> what, what are you saying? PN, what are you saying? Betrayers do nothing. Jesus did not do anything about Judas. He left him. He knew what was in Judas's heart, but he was looking at him. He was, he was, he was monitoring him. He, you know, he said, Whatever you have to do, go ahead. You know, Judas should have known that Jesus saw through him. And that was, should have been enough to stop him. And to get rid of the idea and tell those people, you know what? I'm not doing it again. <laughs> My master has caught me red-handed. He can literally see through me. But that tells you that the betrayers, they don't know you. Anyone that tries to betray you does not know you. So don't do anything about them. What do you do about betrayers? Nothing. They're like, I, I should go and curse them. I should go and call fire on their head. No. Because you serve a living God. You serve a God that sees and that knows. You serve a God of justice. You see? You serve a God that is near. If you are near to him. The Bible says he's near that justifies me. It's when you are far from him that you want to fight for yourself. Do nothing. Jesus did nothing. He left him. To do what he wanted to do. Two, they are fulfilling their role in your journey to purpose. So leave them. Leave them. Leave that person. Because they are fulfilling their own role in your journey to purpose. Judas betrayed Jesus. That was his own part of the work of Jesus' <laughs> death. Burial and resurrection. He didn't enjoy the resurrection. He only enjoyed the, the crucifixion of Jesus. He didn't enjoy the resurrection, but because he was so much in shame that he didn't live to enjoy it. Peter too betrayed Jesus. Yeah, in a smaller way because he, he lied. And Jesus had already told him, you're going to betray me. And then the cock will crow three times and all of it. He said, no, I would never do that. Never. And that happened. When a small girl, a young girl, uh, said, ah, when Jesus had been taken away, you know, to be crucified. And this girl said, you are one of his disciples. He said, me? Never. <laughs> he was afraid of his life. God forgave him. Jesus forgave him. God forgave him. Then again, she came again. I said, but you are like what? He said, no. Three times. And then the cop crowed. And he remembered what Jesus had said. And he felt so bad. He felt so... When you are the betrayer, you feel bad. And I'm not perfect too. I'm not saying, oh, I've been all whatever, you know, I've never lied, I've never... But you ask for forgiveness and you don't even let it become your identity. You don't... It had become Judas's identity. He had been doing it from stealing from the money bag and all of that. And he didn't curb his excesses until... 
Through greed, he did the unthinkable. Gave away his master. You know, to the point of death. Because he knew those people wanted to kill Jesus. He didn't discern Jesus. He thought he knew him. He didn't know who he was. The savior of the world. So, yes, Peter did. Similar by denying Jesus. He denies it. I don't know the man. He did that out of desperation. That's why I'm saying that the things we did out of desperation, if we ask for forgiveness, he will forgive us. And he was truly sorry and repentant for what he did. And he was forgiven. And he went on to be one of, still one of the major disciples, still one of the major disciples who wrote, you know, the Gospels. And we, we, we really can see all that Peter even went on to achieve after Jesus was crucified. He didn't live with that guilt. That, ah, he that betrayed him. It's on record, so we can learn. But he did not live with that guilt. So, do nothing about your betrayal. Because God sees and he will sort them out. They are fulfilling their role in your journey to purpose. So, Judas did that. And he hastened Jesus' <laughs> journey to the cross. The moment he kissed him, those who came, took him, and that was it. And that was the end. Of course, we know from there on. You know, brought him before Pilate, beat him, you know, pam, 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 nailed him to the cross, and that was it. So he hastened his journey to purpose, because Jesus' purpose was to die for us. He was to die on the cross, you know, and then be buried, and then be raised up on the third day, which happened, but he had to die first. So Judas aided that. So should we thank him for that? <laughs> He succumbed to that script. He succumbed to the script of the bad guy in the movie. You know, we are all acting a script. We are all actors in this life. I'm telling you. When your scene, when your role ends in the play of life, you go to be with the Lord. You exit. So you can be in act one, scene one, and then the next thing you show up is uh, scene three and all of that. Where you're needed, you come up and play my part this morning. We're playing our part in the world, in our life, you know, speaking, teaching, um, treating people, if you're a doctor, you know, driving people around, if you're an Uber driver, if you're whatever profession or whatever we do, if you're a mother, you're acting out your script. And that's why I always like to say we are multi-purpose. I don't really believe that we only have one purpose in life like that, or we're multi-gifted multi or multi-talented. So anyway, he succumbed to that script of being the bad guy in the movie. That's the script he chose, <laughs> you know, and... But it ended well for Jesus. It will end well for you. It will end well for you. So I'm speaking to that person who has been betrayed. I'm speaking to that person who feels so bad. That a friend cheated on you so bad. Or a family member or a co-worker. Whoever from wherever. And you feel really low. Or each time you think about it. Maybe it's in the past and you've not been able to get past it. Be healed. Let go and move on. It will end well for you. You see, it ended well for Jesus. It didn't end well for Judas. And I'm not cursing that it will not end well for whoever your betrayer is or whoever betrayed you. If they repent, it will end well for them. If they don't, then, well, then they've chosen the Judas way. But as for you, who was betrayed or who is going through this or who has gone through this, you need to let go eventually. Just let go. Ask God for grace. Why? So it can end well for you. Because it ended well for Jesus. Yes, he still died. And you're in that death situation. You're, 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 you, you feel your reputation is gone. It depends on what was done for you. You know, maybe you were demoted or sacked at work. 
you know you feel you're you're in that death experience right now your name has been tarnished or whatever or you've lost out on that relationship that you believe was a god ordained relationship so you're in that dead situation you're in that crucifixion situation right now or you're in that burial situation except the corn of wheat fall to the ground and that it abides alone but when it does it brings forth much much fruit you are going to resurrect you are going to rise you are going to rise from that shame that was done to you because it's just a matter of time and that's why i said ended well for jesus because he rose and he was seen by some of his disciples, Mary Magdalene, and even the other disciples eventually saw him on the road to Emmaus. And he was seen by many, and he resurrected. And he's still with us, seated on the right hand of God the Father. And we're making on his behalf disciples of nations, and many more souls are coming to him, and have come to him, and are still coming to him, per minute, per second, per day, forever. So it's ended well for Jesus because he's back in glory. So your betrayers cannot end your life. They cannot. It will end well for you as long as you hold on to God and you let him know that, Lord, you justify me. You fight for me. You are my God. So it's a journey to purpose. If we have that perspective, you just say, okay, you are part of the script. That's fine. All this is going to play out well. It will end well for you in Jesus' name. So Jesus said to us, this is the other perspective and understanding that I want you to have. Because Jesus said, in the world you will have tribulation, which means trials, temptations. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Be of good cheer. Cheer up. Be cheerful. Be joyful. You're like, be joyful. Hey, you don't even know what they did to me. But that's what the word says. He says, in this world you will have tribulation. That means you have betrayers. You will have people who come and kiss you. But it's a kiss of, it's not a kiss of life. <laughs> but be of good cheer, I have overcome. And when Jesus said that, I, pay, I when he says things like that, I pay attention. When he says, I have overcome, it means that I've gone through the things you've gone through. I've gone through these things when I was on earth. So I understand. I know. As man, as son of God, son of man, I've gone through things that you are going through. And look at me on the other side. I overcame. So be of good cheer. You will overcome. My time is out and I'd just like to stop there. That's the understanding. Let his peace fill your heart. Um, let good cheer, let the joy of the Lord fill your heart. Um, don't look at the betrayer, look at the Lord. Look at the Lord because he is, you're on the Lord's side and the Lord is on your side. Hallelujah. So, Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. He gives strength to the weak. He gives strength to the weary. I declare that you will mount up with wings as eagles. I prophesy over you today. Now, weeping may endure for a night, but in the morning comes joy. I declare over you that it will end well. I declare over you that you will have the last laugh. I declare over you, the Bible says that kiss the son, lest he be angry. Kiss the son, lest he be angry. Let, and he that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. Look, I declare over you a season of closeness to the Lord and a season of intimacy. Love on the Lord. Kiss the Lord. Let him kiss you. Be in that place of intimacy.
and every betrayer will become a non-entity at the end of the day. Realize that you are in a journey to destiny and you're a journey of purpose. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Father. Help us, Lord. Grant us grace to do better. Grant us grace to live in love. Grant us grace to walk in love. Grant us grace, Lord, to walk in the fruit of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Some will say, yeah, loyalty. I'm loyal to you. I'm loyal. Last time I checked, loyalty is not a fruit of the Spirit. Kindness is a fruit of the Spirit. Fake loyalty is not. I'm loyal to Christ. Are you? That's who he expects us to be loyal to. Every other thing will fall into place. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things. And his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. So be healed in Jesus' name. I pray and I prophesy over that person that is getting, finding it difficult to get past that situation. To get past that um, accident. Whether an emotional accident or whatever happened, I speak healing to you in Jesus' name. You may have carried that burden for 12 years. Like the woman with the issue of blood, she carried it around for 12 years until she met with Jesus. Be healed and be made whole in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Friends, it's an awesome week ahead of us. It's a beautiful week and I declare that in the week ahead, we will excel even the more in Jesus' name. We will excel, we will grow, we will shine. Hallelujah. I'm going to close us out with this song. Glory, glory, glory. Thank you, Jesus. I want to put on the comments because I don't know if I missed anything. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. See you next time. Have a great week ahead. Tell, share, let someone know about Jesus. Share the love story. Share how he healed you. Share how he touched you. Share how you came to know him. Let someone be made whole. Let someone come to enjoy life in Christ. It makes the world of difference. It makes a world of difference. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I've been betrayed before. I would have gone crazy if the Lord, if I did not know the Lord and to know that he loves me and is forever near to me. Thank you, Jesus. Stay blessed and bye for now. Bye.